You're listening to I Got That One. Presented by Tom and Yvonne. Well, I have to say, uh, Malcolm was more muted this time around, both in performance and in dress sense. Did you think so? Oh, I would very much say so. I feel like uh, she came in very um, hot, as it were, in uh, the first uh, time they played. Yeah. Which I think was a little bit to the detriment of the team. But mm-hmm. this time I feel like there was definitely a growth and uh, change. But we'll yeah. go into more detail uh, later on. But first we should say... Hello. Hello, welcome. We didn't see you there. Please, come on in. <laughs> Take a seat. And welcome to the new episode of I Got That One. Indeed, this is the last of the first round technically matches. Because yes. this is the second of the best scoring losers. Yes, so we had Emmanuel Cambridge versus Royal Northern College of Music. Which is one of those unfortunate ones where you like both teams. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to choose who you want to root for. A bit like last season when we had uh, Durham and Imperial yeah uh, battle it out mm-hmm. i mean we're slightly biased there because we did have you know interactions with uh, both teams yeah but i think it's also having um very specialized colleges like the rncm like court told from uh, a couple of years ago yeah. i think it's really wonderful to watch these teams with very very specialized knowledge but also do really well on other general knowledge questions they also tend to be far more enjoyable to watch <laughs> Because yeah. they seem to have just a general kind of like a bon vivant uh, feel to them. That too. And then a bit of also this self-effacing thing going on where it's, if it's around on physics, they just kind of <laughs> look at each other and laugh. And I love that. I love that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess we've got to show our hand a bit early here. But then again, as we say, if you're watching this without watching the episode, <laughs> I don't know what. Hey, hey, you do you, you listener. You do you. But uh, spoiler alert, uh, RNTM unfortunately did not make it through. Yeah. But they gave it their all. They yeah. definitely didn't uh, throw in the towel at any point. Mm-hmm. And until the very end, they were really trying their absolute best. And yeah, absolutely. That's all you can really do at this stage. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, you know, multiple congratulations for getting this far and really holding their own, I would say. Yeah, I would say that RNCM, they showed terrific knowledge of um, other subjects from Roman emperors to languages, uh, economic concepts. Um, unfortunately, they were foiled by physics. Yes. But, you know, that's not to say they didn't put up a very, very impressive show. I mean, to be fair, I would also be stu- uh, stumped <laughs> by any physics questions because I only took that to GCSE level and I wasn't yeah, taking the, um, the separate... Um, ones uh in the uk at least back when i did back in my day um you either did uh double award triple award science okay so i did double award where you did all three but then you'd get only two grades out of mm, the three okay, okay. whereas with a triple award you'd have uh, three gcse's yeah i also took physics only up till um well my o levels which is i guess what you call gcse's as well yeah i mean we used um, to call them o levels back in my dad's day oh right okay well we still call them kind of uh, shows how behind the time singapore is <laughs> ayo Um, Yeah, and then I I thought that, you know, ultimately Emmanuel did show that they had the speed and the breadth of knowledge. And I think like you alluded to at the beginning, um, Malcolm as a captain, I think uh, maybe much more communicative, much more decisive um, this time around. Maybe a bit more strategic as well compared to the first round. Yeah, now I feel like we should uh, maybe, you know, kind of 
decorate what we're going to say a little bit because we know that it is very tough to be a young woman on TV at the best of times. Being a young female captain, I mean, this is something that um, Holly Parkinson had to deal with uh, yeah. last season as well as yeah. the Durham captain. Yeah. Where often it feels like there's more scrutiny being held on you mm-hmm. than on your male counterparts in other teams. Yeah, likely, yeah. And I feel like that's a very fair thing to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. But also there is definitely a sense of a lack of communication, which was a real undoing of Emmanuel in the first... In the first round. Yeah, yeah where they had a really excellent lead mm. and then start to fall apart in the second half. Mm. And it was because there wasn't very clear communication. There was a bit of dawdling. Mm-hmm. And it definitely looks like they were able to address that. Well, work together slightly better. Yeah. yeah, and it definitely feels like uh, yeah, there was definitely more kind of uh, you know interaction between the teams I and so. a willingness to listen, and also if no one knew, they were willing to pass, mm. and that's a sign of definite uh, you know a maturing of a team. Yeah, for sure. And when we first watched, I wasn't sure because uh, I thought they were going to get into the best group of losers, but I wasn't sure if they had what it takes to get much further. Yeah, get much further even. Mm-hmm. Now I think that would the way we've seen them kind of grow. I feel like they do have a show. Yeah. Of course, it depends on who they match in yeah. the second round. But I feel like we could see them maybe get to the last 16 or quarterfinals if things go their way. Yeah, and with a final score of 180, that's uh, pretty good, I would say. It's respectable. And again, they weren't against any slouch of a team. You know, no, RNC yeah. were really putting in the work. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But there were definitely some elements that we'll talk about, um, I guess we could talk about now, um, is... They definitely started to panic in the last closing minutes. Which they didn't have to. I think they had a pretty commanding lead by that point. I think it's because RNCM were kind of clawing back a little bit of a gap. Mm. Whether they would have been able to match the score in the last two... uh... Yeah, and we've seen before how teams that are seemingly way behind just kind of come storming through in the last five minutes. I mean, last week alone, that was exciting. That was incredible. Yeah, good lord. I'm still recovering from that match. <laughs> so it's definitely not outside of my possibilities. We have seen more impressive comebacks in the past. Yeah. But at the same time, the way you guarantee a team will claw back is if you lose points unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. And it did lead to, I think, the only time I have been incredulous at someone's response. Yeah, yeah. On which question? Uh, Asking about the Republican politician who resigned in 1973. (laughs) And, okay. It was Nixon's vice president. Well, I mean, he didn't complete his question, to be fair. He didn't complete his uh, his question. Even then, with that information, (laughs) Republican, 1973, and Malcolm said, Al Gore. Yeah. I think quite possibly the most famous Democrat who never was president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Quite famously, you know, the first one to have an election stolen. But you know what? Interestingly, there have been a few Democrats that were Republican before or more kind of conservative leaning before? Uh, there were a few that switched, but this is a long time ago yeah, in the yeah. 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. And I'll go, you know, famously uh, Clinton's vice president yeah. would never have been a Republican. <laughs> yeah, famously not Republican, I would yeah, say. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Mr. Bang on about climate change enough to make it boring, <laughs> uh, Al Gore. <laughs> Now, you know, sometimes you can have a brain fart and, yeah, you know, in, in a moment, 
a name comes to mind and you, you think it's your brain being your friend when in fact it's <laughs> yeah you know, and, and it's not the first time we've, we've had these moments on university challenge anyway yeah exactly i mean you know someone said casanova for uh, <laughs> a art school it's like i'm not quite sure that's uh, how that works <laughs> yeah exactly but it was just it was just kind of funny to see that um happen and yeah i guess it's kind of you know humanizing to see that even you know people who go to oxford and cambridge can have these kind of brain yeah moments. of course they're human just like us absolutely <laughs> well if uh, that's all there is to say about performances uh, i think we should maybe move on to the questions yeah i thought so i thought really the questions really showed just how impressive of a team rncm are mm. because um, they got a number of bonuses correct on a bunch of different subjects for example yeah. um, i really like the question on titles of english novels in different languages that was a really good first picture um. yeah yeah because it wasn't just a single language it was several yeah and it, it was a mixture of stuff from spanish to french to russian exactly uh, i think there was even some asian uh languages in there i'm not sure i didn't notice that yeah i mean well technically you could consider russian an asian language because <laughs> most of it is in the asian language but yeah. whatever um i thought that was very good because it was for authors who are on the unesco list of most translated works yes exactly and i think crisp um crisp's answer of, of agatha christie was pretty good because um talking about crime talking about i think recognizing certain words in in different languages like mord i suppose means murder and then you put that together um you think of crime writers well more is death Okay, yeah. So anyway, but you know, you, you kind of think of, sounds, yeah, you're right. yeah, you think of the crime genre, who's famous in that in that genre, and I thought she was really good. I thought the team was really good in that whole round. Yeah, and I have to say, I would not have paid Agatha Christie to be the most translated um Yeah, I novelist. suppose so. I'm not surprised though. Who who would you have thought instead? Um, I mean, my first thought was Rowling, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> because of, uh, you know, how popular I those books were. I think it's like the Christie books have just been around longer. That's and... true. She has so many works. Yeah. But also Jules Verne um, mm-hmm. was on that list. Stephen King, that's another one where yeah. I would have suspected maybe him because he's written 5,000 books of varying lengths <laughs> and quality. Yeah, yeah. So, um, who knows? But that was quite interesting. And mm-hmm. it was, um, you know... As we said, very well done by yeah. RNCM to work that out. Yeah. They also did very well on the round on Roman Empress right at the very beginning. The very first one, yeah. I mean, that was another question that I really enjoyed. Yeah, they were excellent on that. I mean. Mainly because we found out about uh, Vespasian's urine tax. Yeah, I know, right? And how it was somehow integral to textile production. It's because you uh, it's, you soak it in uh, urine uh, to kind of help with uh, something to do with threads. I'm not sure. Oh, right. I know it's still part of tanning which is why tanning um stations smell disgusting really i had no idea well yeah i think they still use it a little bit in some parts of the world okay but yeah i think there's now <laughs> more modern uh, chemicals used. I, I would hope so i would hope so well, i mean as long as you wash your feet afterwards it's fine <laughs> you know uh other than that other questions which well there was a um, this bonus round on chadwick boseman yes rest in peace chadwick boseman mm. a fantastic actor fantastic who, actor who yeah. i think is known uh, known most famously for black panther but clearly he's been in so many other films uh, portraying these amazing historical figures i'm not sure how well known these films are but i think um everyone owes it to the film industry to have a look at those i think jackie robinson i mean it's about a baseball player so if you're not that into baseball i guess you wouldn't really seek it out but i did watch it it's quite a good movie yeah and then thurgood marshall as well yes and also uh, i didn't see the one about james Brown. apparently it's not a bad biopic yeah 
because it escapes the trap that normally happens with biopics where the subject matter is still alive and so you have to be a bit kind yeah. of cautious. Yeah, and I don't know any other kind of American actor um, who's been able to play so many iconic figures in such a short span of time. I mean, I'm sure there have been, but um, this is this is pretty great filmography. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, just because without saying, gone far too soon far because too soon. he still had so much more left yeah, to give, I'm sure. I know. But, you know, props on him for battling stage four cancer yeah. for, what, two Marvel movies? Mm-hmm. That is, you know... Or more, I mean, we don't know, right? Yeah, we have no idea how long he was ill for. Yeah. Well, but anyway, that was a question. That was bonus round that went to Emmanuel. Unfortunately, they only got uh, the last one correct and apparently Carew was uh, uh, trying, trying chomping to, at the bed to answer. To answer I'm sure he because he did really well with all the kind of media questions media film oh, he was phenomenal culture related in questions in that first uh, round yeah. where he just you know off the bat just boom 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 yeah, knew he his would media have, uh, he would have definitely gained the, the team 15 additional points at this round yeah we didn't see it on uh, the broadcast but Paxman mentioned it that uh, Carew was almost kind of helping <laughs> them answer because he was like so cute <laughs> But again, that that's why they were such a fun team to watch, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, of course, goes without saying, the music round yeah. was unfortunately classical music. <laughs> but it was made enjoyable by watching RNCM just absolutely slay It that. was amazing. Carew, again, um, just excellent at identifying composers. Mm-hmm. But what I noticed that he did have a moment of doubt in, in the first question, I think. Because... Um, I, I have that as well when it's uh, classical music Shipman because or, yeah. you hear it and you think, oh, this sounds like insert famous um, composer here. And you think, you know, it can't be that easy. This is University Challenge. It's someone a bit more <laughs> obscure. And so you doubt yourself and think, yeah. actually, no, it is. I know this piece. And you yeah. kind of back and forth. And I think if anything uh, we've learned from this game, you have to rely on your instincts. For sure. And I think a good captain will know to... Um, kind of uh, rely not say, not necessarily rely but trust the team's instincts yeah. and I think this was a good show of that like uh, Karu had the right answer at first and I'm glad that he went with his gut and, and went with the first answer yeah I think it was Willis and uh, Chris were kind of like looking at him, are you sure that, that you're thinking Schubert because mm. you know we think it's Chopin as well exactly so that that was great that was really fun uh, it goes to show again if, if you are very very specialized that, that you do tend to doubt yourself a bit more yeah, um, which can be a little bit of a, a a downside, I guess. For sure, but it's also why it was kind of fun uh, when after the physics round they got around <laughs> on uh, lists and yeah. uh, <laughs> Maxman said you'd be pleased to hear it's about lists. Like, okay, this one we can actually answer yeah, because it's yeah. music theory. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, one more question I want to highlight because it uh, it kind of hurt a little bit to listen to Paxman butcher all these terms. Was Let's the question see. on Hindu festivals? Yes, Hindu festivals. <laughs> where. He's able to describe what is possibly the, one of the most fun religious festivals in existence Holy in such a dispassionate way <laughs> where you throw colourful light stuff at each other. Cheer up, man! <laughs> it's so much fun! Well, to be fair, he, he recites all the questions that way. I mean, to be fair, yes. He doesn't... He tries to be as even keel as possible, but yeah. still. Imagine if he got more animated for some questions than in another. You know, if there if they were questions on or opera or performances and he just kind of played that a little bit you more a great deal about Mr. Paxman that he would be so keen about opera. I don't think I don't he's know. ever showed that kind of interest I in opera. I'm not sure. 
I don't know. He's done one of those kind of vanity projects with the BBC because, mm. you know, everyone above the age of 60 gets to have one on that uh, program. All right. Anyway, any other questions you wanted to mention? Nope. I think it's a good time now to go into some... Hang on. There is one uh, thing I have to mention. Of course. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, lock your doors, uh, close your windows because the English geography nerd is uh, out once again. He's out with a vengeance. He or she or they is out with a vengeance, I think. Not, not just... They're not content with just a bonus set anymore. No. Now they're doing uh, buzzins as well for mm. completely separate ones. Mm. They cannot be stopped. Nope, not at all. But at the very least... Uh, the teams did slightly better than um, so. other teams so. have so done in the appeased, past. appeased this person a little yeah, bit. Yeah, maybe blood has been sated, so maybe they'll be <laughs> a bit kinder in the second round. But I don't know. I feel like uh, the danger's out once again. <laughs> We're having too much fun with this bit. Hey, I will never stop this bit. <laughs> All right, so time to move into some stats. Indeed, presented as always by UC Stats. On Twitter. Yeah, please do give them a follow. They do really the Lord's work when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> I agree. So uh, Emmanuel Cambridge came in with 11 out of 18 starters, so 61%. Pretty That's respectable. Good. Yeah. Uh, Royal uh, RNCM, 6 out of 14, so 43%. Unfortunately. So, yeah. Um, when it came to bonuses, however, uh, Emmanuel got 16 out of 30, so just 53%. Yeah. But the RNCM managed 13 out of 18, so 72%. So they were actually um, a little bit better on their bonuses. I mean, they definitely were able to make it count a little bit more. Yeah. With Emmanuel, I think it's better than what they managed in the first round, mm -hmm. their bonus average. So it's getting there, but it's, it's still... getting better slowly, yeah. It's still below what I feel like is the happy medium that we've seen with winning teams, which is between 57 and 60% is kind of... Yeah. If you're in that point, you are, you know, you have a solid chance of getting quite far. Yeah. If you're getting above that, then either you don't have very many bonus, sorry, starter questions, or you've are, you know, next level. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. And then you know we could see how um, Emmanuel definitely came through with more starter questions. So Thate and Malcolm. Um, and Rathal too, with uh, four and three sort of questions um, altogether. How many did Rathal get? Three. Three. And three out of four. And then Thate and Malcolm with four correct ones apiece. Yeah, I have to say, I was very impressed by Rathal's knowledge. Yeah. Uh, he definitely came into his own this time around. I thought so, I thought so. And then for the RNCM, actually every single one of the team members buzzed in. That's good. Yeah, so Karu and Chris with two, and Wilt and Robots with one. That's good. Yeah. I feel like uh, Pullinger maybe is still a little bit... Uh, burn from uh, being admonished by Paxman in the first round. What happened? Can you... Uh, because uh, she started uh, asking someone something uh, during, oh, during the start, the start and uh, he went, you may not confer, and I feel yeah, like... Yeah, it can be a little scary when he does that. Yeah, he he was, did that again this time. He did this time, but I felt like he was slightly kinder this time round. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this time, it definitely felt a little bit like, uh, you know, uh, getting your knuckles wrapped by the yeah, ruler. It could have been that. It could have been that. Yeah, so she was maybe a little bit uh, kind of more uh, subdued this time round, mm -hmm. but she was definitely still pulling Oh, wait. Yeah, you know, let's sure. make sure that we're pulling her weight. <laughs> hey, pulling her, pulling her weight. Um, and in terms of uh, other stats, I saw that right now of the uh, top scorers individually, there are only two members left who haven't played twice, mm -hmm. from what I remember. Yeah, Hutchinson and. I can't remember the other one. Thomas from Edinburgh. Yes. So, for example, Hutchinson and Thomas um, are higher scoring individuals than, say, 
Tate and Rathal, who have now had two outings. That's, so that's very really, impressive. really impressive. But then uh, Chan and Kiso still top that list. But to be fair, they've also gone twice. Exactly. And they were absolutely phenomenal they last time. They were really, really great to watch. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, we'll not be seeing Kiso um, again. Very, very close by the skin of the teeth, as we say. But uh, like yeah. we said, uh, as was the title of uh, last week's episode. Last week's episode, if you want to have a listen to that. Yeah. Oh, you absolutely should. <laughs> Speaking of stats, before we move on to uh, best dress, um, the University Fantasy uh, yeah, League is starting out. once again. Yeah. Uh, we will be taking part, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we will be mentioning it in uh, the description here. Uh, please do follow along. It is a lot of fun. It helps you get more invested in the teams. Yeah. And yeah, big shout outs to um, the person operating it. Yeah. Uh, it is always so much fun. It is. It is excellent fun. All right. So let's move on to the real reason why we are all here today. Of course. Now, this will be an interesting one. We'll see if uh, we uh, come to an agreement. Okay. So on the count of three, one, two, three. Crisp. crisp. Oh. oh. Yeah. So for me, it was between Crisp and Malcolm, really, because they had yeah. this very nice, very elegant uh, monochrome tops with mm. earrings, you know, hair very nicely done. But I would say I, I, you know, Crisp edged out just a little bit more because I thought black was just a bit more of a statement piece. Um, and the hair and everything, I thought it was just... She was looking very, very elegant. And also, she has maybe one of the most radiant smiles I've seen yeah. on uh, University Challenge. Yeah. It's just so lovely and endearing. Yes, it is, it is. And, you know, of course, Carrie as well, you know, absolutely a beaming smile. Karu, and uh, yeah, I would have said um, to him as well, he had uh, a very nice knitwear going on. Yeah. Um, really smart looking, so yeah. Yeah. I was considering Malcolm as well, but... As I said at the beginning, uh, it was a bit more muted than her multicolored um, <laughs> where she wore in the first, first time, round. Yeah. So it was a bit kind of like, oh, I wish you kept up with that <laughs> well, kind of. Well, we get to see them again, so who knows? Yeah, maybe she'll break out something even more out there. Break out the cosplay. <laughs> Indeed. So that is it yeah, i would say that's our so show for today yeah thank you very much as always for listening and if you have anything you want to say to us which is polite and meaningful of course <laughs> please, please drop us a message on our socials we're on instagram and twitter as i got that one and you can even drop us an email at igtopodcast at gmail.com indeed any kind of thoughts predictions yeah we're now coming into the second round so now's yeah. the perfect time to start predicting where you think people are going to be but until next week, thank you so much, and it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.